Ahoy there, it's me, Kevin, of Cinema Swirl fame. You know, the podcast you've after clicking on totally on purpose. I've got a super special announcement for you, a hardcore member of the Cinema Swirl fan base. That's right, you beautiful person with your own individual feelings and thoughts. You can now avail yourself of the brand new Cinema Swirl logo t-shirt, which is available to buy now over at Etsy. Just search for Cinema Swirl logo tee on Google or go over to Etsy and search for it there. There are £15 plus shipping to the UK and US or wherever it is you lay your hat. I'm telling you, that's your home. And now for the hard sell. These are screen-printed, heavy-cotton black t-shirts. They're awesome. They're good quality. So be sure to get yours now. And also as well, extra super secret bonus. Because we're kind of making and selling them ourselves, well, to be more exactly, Sam is doing all the envelopes and stuff, he thought it's a good idea that we could include old bits of notes which we've done from previous episodes. Because for some reason we've kept every single bit of notes we've ever taken for Cinema Swirl. And other than using them as kindling or for lining on a budgie's den, we thought the best use was to send them to you, the people who are getting these awesome t-shirts. So, go over and check them out on Etsy. They are not available at the car boot sale in Skegness, being sold out of a van, as I previously suggested to Sam, but they are available to get now for £15. Check them out. They're perfect for the OTP in your life. A long time ago in a podcast not too far away, it's Cinema Swirl, episode 20. Hello once again, I'm Kevin, joined in this traipse through galactic tinsel town, knocking on the various doors of George Lucas and all the people who are going to make the movies without him, in spite of him, uh, <laughs> by Sam Chaplin, who's not seen any of those films. Hello, Hello Sam. hi. How's things? Good. Star yeah. Wars. Star Wars, tis the season. It's fucking everywhere. It is everywhere. It is everywhere. Everywhere. This is great because when we started this podcast, I mean, now 20 episodes in, first of all, mm-hmm. let's pat ourselves in the back oh, there, okay. champ. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Patting ourselves in the back there. 20 episodes, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm rather impressed with. Yeah. 21 if you include the one that is basically an episode. So. Where I make the Darth Vader noise the whole time. Yeah, if you want to see what it's like if Kevin and Sam joined the Dark Side of the Force, Robocop, yeah, let's go check it out, you yeah. know? But when we started this, mm-hmm. God, this was like, what, two and a bit years ago, maybe, when we first started Cinema Swirl? Four score and... Uh, it was it was a long time ago, in a part of Lincolnshire, far, far away, <laughs> like, yeah. minutes down the road. Yeah. But I didn't think, when we started this, that I would be, or this podcast would be arming you with the ability to comprehend... A new what, Star Wars? A new Star Wars mm-hmm. and the hype going around it. Because obviously, this is the midst of Star Wars fever. Before we even talk about the movie or anything, what's yeah. it been like embraced in Star Wars fever and not being completely left out this time? I mean, the weird thing is, it's made me want to be left out because I, I just, I'm, I'm reacting very badly to Star Wars being everywhere. So, I mean, the Star Wars Subway ads, not, not your... That was the thing I was going <laughs> to... Really? <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was in Subway and there was some little promotion which is like, oh, if you like galaxies far, far away, you'll like sandwich shops quite close to your house. (laughs) 
And I was just like, fuck, even Subway. I can't, and it's, yeah, it's really starting to bother me now. So I'm starting to feel like I want to be back where I was before. Really? Well, I'm not into Star Wars and I don't like Star I'm being one of those contrary dickheads who's like, you know, what, what are you guys going on about Star Trek for? I got it wrong on purpose. But, so yeah. so that that's good because, like, I like to know that we spent all this time. <laughs> what I've essentially done is helped you. We've set up a podcast yeah. so now that you've, you've, you're rejecting popular opinion. I yeah. think that's uh, very brave and controversial of you. I've, you know? I've done the research and I still reject it. Guy, I'm just saying, you know, a little bit outside the box here. Yeah. But God, Star Wars is a bit commercial these days. Am I right? That's another one of those ideas that's going to get us yeah. that, you know. But- Right, that being said, it doesn't need to be marketed that much, does it? Well, I think it'll be marketed very little and still be quite a successful yeah. film. But I'm pretty sure they're going to hit it with both barrels. Yeah, I, mean, I guess they've got a marketing budget anyway. So they're just doing victory laps, just slapping their image on everything they can. To go, ah, we're Star Wars, who, fuck you everyone else. Who knows, maybe J.J. Abrams really... Fuck you, the Snoopy movie. <laughs> maybe J.J. Abrams just really loves Subway. And yeah, he's got maybe. like nine stamps on his car and he reckons... <laughs> You know, this is going to get them sorted out. (laughs) Time to uh, dip into the galactic mailbag. Um, we got a lot of messages into cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. I must say, I'm very impressed. We're still getting quite a few messages about people with incidents about food and mm-hmm. cinema and stuff like that. Yeah. I will say, however, okay, that it's not the lack of quality from the messages we've been getting, but the bar has been set very high. Yes. Now, and obviously since Smoked Fish Gate, we're obviously, <laughs> you know... I mean, someone, for instance, had one where it's like, oh, I had a lot of Pepsi and then I spilt it you know it's cute but is it a smoked fish no you know is it a cold shepherd's pie no so I still think I'm not c- calling you closing the case file send this them one. in send them in yeah but it still remains to be seen if that could ever be beaten but what I don't want to happen is people start making up like no. <laughs> ludicrous stories oh Sam we had Christmas <laughs> dinner in the cinema you know and then my dad stood up and was like he doesn't normally make Christmas dinner in the cinema and then it all went oh, and then you know, Auntie Teresa did a wee or something like yeah. that. You know, it's just don't don't lie. And Granny know? fell in the pool and we got two hundred fifty quid from you. Yeah, you know, and then Trigger made a face. You know, <laughs> it's just it didn't really not going to work. Right. So you know, some some back to basics questions here. One okay. from sure. from Kim Smith writing. Hi lads, I was wondering if you would ever do an episode of Cinema Swirl where both Kevin and Sam haven't seen that film. We have done. We have done. We have done. Coming soon to uh, mysterious question marks. Mysterious everywhere. question marks. Yeah. Provided that Sam manages to edit and release this episode before that other <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, the kettle's boiling now. The, the countdown is on. All I will say is that that fr- flies in the face of everything that Cinema Swirl stands for. We need to be some sort of crossover episode for that to happen. Yeah. Surely that could never happen. Never. Never. Especially not at Christmas. <laughs> Ian Smith writes, and this is a Star Wars-themed question. Okay. Which Star Wars character would you like to pick in an intergalactic game of Secret Santa, and what would you buy them? Great uh, show. Keep it up. Oh, thank you for the price. Thanks um, for And a smiley face as well. Nah. So, delighted is Ian from Liverpool. I'd pick Darth Vader. What, to, to get gifts to give to you, or to get gifts for him? I oh, just to get... I mean, we're doing a Secret Santa, okay. so we assume you can pick separate ones, or you can pick the um, same if you'd like. I, you know, I would be curious to see what Darth Vader would get you for Christmas. I think yeah. that 
that'd be funny. And also, I'd just get in a sense of humour. Uh, yeah, have mate, a laugh, Doc. Mate, no, no, uh, no points doing uh, Secret Santa with uh, Jedi, because they'll just use the Force to feel your presence. Hey! End the episode there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a real, I should have broke your thumbs moment, if Cinema Swirl has ever had one. If we could roll credits in the And thanks for listening to Cinema In terms of, I think Boba Fett would be a good one. He seems well-travelled. He's got a lot of, you know, interesting bits on him. You know, he'd get you a keychain from one of the Outer Rim planets. I bet he's got a whole sack of tat somewhere, not he? Exactly. And as well, to to buy someone a gift, I buy R2-D2, because I could buy him any old shit, and then he'd be like, bleep, bloop, bloop, and then be like, oh, yes, R2, we totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. When really he's having a proper go. He's bleeping and blooping. The fuck's going to listen to him? No one. (laughs) What, C-3PO? I think Darth Vader, actually, now I'm thinking about it, would be the sort of person to fucking re-gift, wouldn't he? You would, wouldn't he? You'd, you'd have something, he'd just re-wrap it up and just give it to you. Oh, oh but Darth, that old Jedi mind trick. Oh, yeah. usual, oh, isn't it? L- links. Links shower set. I just like the, I like the idea of like the Skywalker household being very like shitty at Christmas mm. and Luke's upset because Darth keeps using the uh, the Force memory trick on everyone. You know, it's like, you promised you wouldn't do it this year. <laughs> you made a right scene at the Christmas party, but I use the memory trick. That's the problem. You always just use the memory trick. So um, thanks for writing in, Ian. Okay. Bert Cocaine writes in saying, "Hello, guys. Bert Cocaine with a question for the podcast. <laughs> thanks for clearing that up. What is the?" Snack of choice while watching films for the first time. Tacos, burgers. <laughs> what goes best with a Pepsi Max and a film you've uh, never seen before? I love that those are the options. Burgers, I mean. Tacos? I love the idea of actually sitting down and having tacos, but I'll yeah. be honest, when we're doing Cinema Swirl, we, we are at, at oftentimes pushed for time. Yeah. So we either avail of the many fine fast fooderies, because Sam has yeah. basically managed to be sat in that perfect sphere where he can get fast food from all the big four. I paid a bit extra for this flat just to be near (laughs) within (laughs) smelling distance of Papa John's but I'll be honest usually I go for a frozen pizza these days yeah I think it's it's fitting really given the amount we've talked about frozen pizza and Pepsi Max so that is mostly what we eat I mean we're brand loyal yes but also I mean we're kind of we're quite practical with our branding and I mean we're passionate about the things that we eat we eat frozen pizzas we drink Pepsi Max and we eat USB sticks and lingerie from Love Honey and Maplins, respectively. Yeah. So that's that's simply it. Thanks very much. Don't get those mixed up. So um, in addition to asking for questions on the email for this episode, I thought I'd put a thing on Facebook, ask people to put a few questions in the comments. I love the idea that it's taken us 20 episodes to actually <laughs> Realize correct. That's a really good idea. Hey, oh, hey, there's an idea. Well, let's see whether we want to do this again. Because okay. um, I'm going to go... There's been a lot of questions. A lot of them are related to the film and the plot, so I don't think that's appropriate to talk about now. Yeah, yeah, true that. But I'm going to go for the one with the most likes there's one nice one which is uh, any chance of a Bono episode reviewing Force Awakens mm. so, well maybe because Kevin's seen it I haven't yeah. seen it so it qualifies that, that, well, it does everyone. that's a good idea yeah. that's a fucking awesome idea yeah yeah something um, to consider for the new year maybe and just the only other question I think we'll read out here uh, from Chris Pickford how big is Darth Vader's dick oh now hmm. yeah. I would say it would be around the size of Drax the Destroyer's dick okay I mean just because I mean if we're gonna, oh, you okay. know, I, I, I see what if, you're doing. If, here. if we're gonna, you know, be going with fictional characters, yeah, yeah. I mean, I imagine that Darth 
would have that large member. That being said, I mean, I don't know, you've not seen episode three, but you know, mm. when he becomes Darth Vader, he's rather upset. He's a bit of a no, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's conceivable that he lost his willy. Because there's a line where the Emperor goes, you know, where he, the Emperor tells him he's killed his loved one. He goes, oh, Lord Vader, in your haste and anger, you've killed the one you love. He goes, no. Oh, could that be his willy? He could have he said, you know, Lord Vader, in your, in your haste and anger, you ripped off your willy. No. You know, it would still work. I would, I mean, the same yeah. read, the same emotion would apply there. So, either his biggest Drax to Destroyers, or he has no dick okay, at all. cool. But there's no middle ground. No. At all. So, big dick, no dick. Big dick, no dick. Right. No middle ground. And if you disagree, turn off the fucking Can't podcast. Cook, cook, don't, don't, exactly. Yeah, okay. I mean, what, what do you think? I mean... Um, I don't know. I mean, someone else was questioning whether Darth Vader does have a dick. <laughs> I didn't know whether that was plot related, so I sort of put it to the back of my mind. I, I don't know. I've not really thought about it. But I know that, like, that question, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how big his ex is dick. Yeah seems random but it mm. could be explained it's like oh it's a wrestling thing mm. still doesn't make any sense when no. you realise what it's in reference to yeah when I'm watching that you know tonight that is the question that's going to be in the back of my mind so when I'm watching mm. through Return of the Jedi yeah. I will kind of you know subconsciously be going what does Sam think about this but also subconsciously in equal measure going you know, how big is Darth Vader's dick yeah not any of the other characters no 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 I mean, yeah. it's not, I mean that's not what the question is though is it you, know, no. you, you don't walk into Star Wars going how big is Han Yoda's Solo's dick, dick or Yoda's <laughs> dick what are you some sort of freak like you know <laughs> The obvious question that needs yeah. to be answered. How big is Darth Vader's dick? Yeah. You know, let's find out. So by the end of the episode, hopefully we'll have some kind of... Some sort of indication or idea. Guestimate. But yeah, thanks for those uh, messages on uh, facebook.com slash uh, cinemaswirl. That's facebook.com slash cinemaswirl. <laughs> and uh, cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. So the movie du jour, mm-hmm. and this is a big one because obviously this is episode 20, so we're talking about episode 6, which is the third one. I mean, we're way back <laughs> in episode 1 where we looked at episode 4, which is the first one, which was actually the first one. I didn't think we'd actually get to episode 10 and look at the fifth one, which is the third one. And now we're actually in episode 20, looking at the sixth one, which is actually the third one, before you actually get to go and see the seventh one, which is actually the seventh one. I mean, that's quite a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, big deal. Very yeah. big deal. But, I mean... What are we doing? <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Where are we? <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Blue Harvest. Um, okay. it's, it's going to be a big one. Are you excited? I mean, obviously you've got The Force Awakens on the horizon for you. And mm. I, I must say, um, we tried to see The Force Awakens together. It didn't work out. No. But I'm quite impressed you've managed to hold off this whole week oh, yeah, without seeing it. I don't care. I'm, I'm not... That excited to go. So you're not you're not that fussed for it because of I don't know. I think it might just be a reaction to the over promotion that I'm like, oh, I'll wait until so it's quiet. Kind of putting you off a little bit. So if that movie wasn't there at all, then that wasn't on the horizon. How do you yeah. think you'd be feeling about Return of the Jedi? Given your, I want to see it. Yeah, I want to see how the original trilogy caps off. Yeah, and no, I, I will go and see Force Awakens at some point. Absolutely, think, because just with any film like this where there's like a big release day rush and everyone wants to see it soon, I tend to wait until it's a bit quieter you don't you uh, let me get this because this is just a complete assumption I'm making about you but sure, go for it. the idea of you in a sold out theatre opening night midnight screening yeah cup of tea or not I don't think it would be I'm not sure no no not no. your yeah no. you wouldn't be there in the debut of Avengers 3 with your Hulk hands going up and down no exactly you know? although yeah. I have been there for the last Harry Potter which I've talked about before like, and is that, do you think that may have impacted on your kind of event cinema perhaps that's what I now think it's all going to be like there'll be people dressed as Jedis crying next to me with yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Even though it's not even that sad, the big wussies. Spoilers! Um, right, so, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. 
what do you know about this movie in terms of obviously it's capping off the original trilogy of Star Wars anything else though what do you reckon is happening in this obviously we left off Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. Han Solo had been turned into a Karamak bar and he had been taken well, away we, we left off Empire Strikes Back yeah so we, we've seen A New Hope Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back and now Return of the Jedi yeah okay so the end of Empire we had Han Solo was a Karamak bar yeah Darth Vader had told Luke that he's his pappy yeah. Luke had his hand chopped off and also had the dog fuck knocked out of him. Yeah. And everyone was kind of generally feeling a little bit downtrodden and bleak as they went off to try and yeah, find Han Solo. Yeah, it was a very sad ending. Yeah. Very sad ending. So Bob, Bob has got Han. Bob's got Han. Bob Han. Bob Han. And he's taking him to Jab. Yeah. To The Jabster. The Jab Man. J.H. Jab Man cometh. Jab Man. Gonna get some money. I'm a Jab Man. Anyway. I'm trying to remember what happened. I'm, I'm kind of a bit lost plot-wise. That mm. you know, the, the blew up scrolly bit at the start, mate. DVD of the box. Yeah, I'll have, you know, I'll have a look. It'd be grand. Yeah. I, in terms of what else happens. Well, you know that Vader is still on the lookout for Luke. Yeah. You know, there still is an evil galactic empire. The Jedi's coming back. Return of well, the Jedi. Yeah. A Jedi will be coming back. Which one? Who do, Who knows? Who knows? Time has passed between the two movies. We don't pick up right where we left off. There's oh, okay. like I think like a year. It felt basically. like we could though. We could have, but... It felt we, like it was like, diddle 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 like, we'll see you next time. Yeah, no, like, around a, around hands a year... hands in a fucking block of ice. Around a year has passed. Okay. The bit in between was actually a multimedia project called Shadows of the Empire, which is released as an N64 game, a book, all that jazz, wow. toys, the, the whole lot, telling you what happens in between the two. Okay. Loads of non-canon bullshit, well, we'll stop basically. this episode now, and we'll go and do... We'll go uh, play that awful video that, game yeah. instead. So you, you're kind of clueless as to what happens. Yeah, in terms of, like, big things that have entered my mind in popular culture about Star Wars. I don't think any of them are left now. Really? So you don't know about, there's a certain thing in this movie which, I mean, people, before Jar Jar people would have equated this to being the, you know, the Jar Jar Binks of the original Oh, 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 the the Wok Woks. The Wok Woks! That's a fucking, I'm pretty sure that's a racist term from the 1940s. Get those Wok Woks out of here. Ewoks. Ewoks. Little teddy bears. Little teddy bears. They've not turned up yet, have they? No, they've not. No! What are they? That was one of the ones I think think I wanted at the start, I remember. Yeah, 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 Ewoks. Ewoks. Oh, the little teddy bears. Yeah. So the little teddy bears. What are they doing? Are they having a picnic? Yeah, or? Running around, having a great time. They're running around, having a great time, and, and going. Yeah. Sam's doing little jazz hands, yeah. by the way. I don't know who they are or what they do, but they. they Goodies, baddies. Yeah. <laughs> what, both? <laughs> who knows? I don't know. Maybe baddies, but good good in the end. Oh, so they misunderstood teddy bears. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Do you know anything about the Emperor? Because uh, you got to see him in a little hologram, but he's in this movie properly. Oh. So, I mean... No. Just so you know, all right, the Emperor, Emperor Palpatine, who's been off referred to in the movies up until this point, but you actually get to yeah. see properly. The, the Emperor Strikes Back. The, the, as in, yeah, the, yeah. the, the Emperor of <laughs> the aforementioned Empire. empire yeah. The umpire of the... He the is, managing editor of the Empire. The managing <laughs> editor. The chief operating officer of the Galactic Empire, yeah. uh, who is Emperor Palpatine. Me and uh, Adam from Attitude Podcast, Mm -hmm. massively obsessed with the man. Okay. Deeply obsessed. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. So we're watching this one, I think, once to watch out for, number one, this was probably the most successful Star Wars movie of the time. Oh, okay. um, Because it made so much fucking money. Yeah. They did huge, huge business on this. Yeah. Obviously, it was the last Star Wars movie for 20 years or thereabouts. So it was a long, long time before we had the next one. 
And also, keep in mind, this is meant to be setting you up for both the prequels, in a sense, to get you excited for more Star Wars, and, and also seven. Episode 7. So, right. bear in mind, are you excited for any of those? Because I'm wondering, okay. should we do the prequel trilogy for, mm. you know... For, for future episodes. <laughs> like Seriously. Um, right. So who who directed this? This one was directed by a number of people. Right. So there's more than one director. George okay. Lucas directed a bit of this. He directed A New Hope and then... Yeah. Someone else did uh, Empire. But he's done story for all of them? He has done story for it. He didn't write this one fully. He wrote right, So it's like story, George Lucas, yeah. screenplay. Other yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So he had his finger in this but only in parts of this. So once I- again, unlike the, the prequel trilogy, mm. you've not got this guy being the only man at the at the ship. There was okay. a lot of different scenes in this that were directed by a multiple multitude of people. Because okay. I'm just wondering how like what he planned for this series when he was starting out. I, I think he he had a trilogy. I mean, did he have a trilogy in mind, or did he have the? When did they start being numbered episodes? Oh, they only started getting numbered episodes when they did the re-release of them because these are re-released right. in 1999, which is which for the 20th anniversary, which yeah. is when I would have originally seen. Yeah, that when they did the first remaster, they brought them back out in the cinema before the prequels came before out. the prequels came out exactly right. so it was like okay. two years before you had prequels so it's retroactively they've been labelled as yeah because when episode 4 came out originally it was just called Star, Star Wars. Wars and then that became Star Wars episode 4 A New Hope right, okay. when the, the other ones came out so yeah so it was a, it was a later edition the uh, yeah. the numbering system because the way you said it was like oh it's setting you up for the new one and the old one like George Lucas had this big grand well plan. Lucas never wanted to do episode seven eight nine that's, right that was so that's nice. all never intended yeah. like he wanted this to be the end of the chronological plot yeah exactly okay so he as so this far, this will feel like an ending this is meant to be an ending right okay. in many many senses of the yeah. word and absolutely I mean when they said episode seven was coming out obviously I was excited but I wasn't kind of like well fucking finally they're going to wrap up yeah because you had all this extended universe I mean there's I'm guessing you don't have hands still in that frozen block at the end of this one there's not any loose threads mate only one way to find out yeah yeah? let's go do a cinema swirl Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. We're, we're back. What do you think of that gut reaction? I'm no longer the guy who hasn't seen Star Wars. Yeah. That's how I feel now. Well, basically, the whole premise of this podcast was yeah. to take you and slowly make you less unique. <laughs> and when you're done, you'll just be a grey slab of sludge yeah. that will be exactly the same as everyone else. I don't feel like that. I feel quite good. <laughs> but, but other than that, though, yeah? Yeah. Positive feelings? Yeah. There were whoops and hollers. Yeah. I dare gonna say off the bat, I think your general gut reaction seemed to be a bit better than it was for Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Ah. I had a good time. I will say, we did watch and record this on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And Return of the Jedi does occupy that very special space of Sunday afternoon movies. Mm-hmm. Of kind of like, ah, oh, it's, it's a nice kind of romp. Yeah. You know, I imagine that we had tea in a fireplace. We didn't have those things, but I mean, you know, those those would have been appropriate. Mm. Future reference if you are going to screen Return of the Jedi, just have your have your bourbon creams out, have them ready. Yeah. But yeah, Return of the Jedi, episode six. Yes. A lot of scrolling text at the start there. Yeah. Thankfully recapping the events of the previous movies in case you Which had I forgotten. I think I needed. Yeah, you did. I think you did need that a little bit. I did like the uh, the phrasing of this one, particularly them referring to Jabba the Hush as being a vile gangster. 
pretty accurate. Though, he is. He's yeah. quite vile. He's vile. I thought gangster though. Yeah. He's not got a tummy gun. I mean, once we're in sci-fi, can he be a gangster? I you guess know? so. Get him, boys. He's you know? the leader of the gang. The leader of the gang. Uh, he helped run liquor out of Tatooine during Prohibition. <laughs> Also as well, shocking bit of news, they're building a second Death Star. Yeah, little does Luke know. Little does he know. They're making another one. It's, making a sequel. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a smart idea, because yeah. obviously in the second one they went, oh, you can't just have another Death Star, but the third one, you've got that one movie buffer, yeah. in which you're allowed to have another Death no, Star. No, fuck it, make another Death Star. Yeah. What, what did you think of the second Death Star? Same as first, isn't it? It's bigger, but incomplete. Yeah, it, it basically made it. So, so they're still building it as this film is happening. Yeah, so. it was very unclear for me as a kid because as a kid I thought, is it like they thought is we got a problem with a sphere because the sphere seems like stylistically speaking, yeah, that's kind of like almost like a, a peak, a perfect sphere of a, a, mm. a battle station, and then this one's got bits taken out of it, like yeah. it's eroded. It's maybe just so that we can tell the difference between the two. When yeah, we're comparing them, it is meant to be way bigger right. as well. I I think I knew that at the start, but you just forget it. They're not exactly holding up another one for reference. Yeah. It's not a scale on the side no. of the screen. You know? There should be at all times. Definitely. A little picture in picture with the old Death Star, so you can just see the difference. Kind of, yeah, just for yourself, so yeah. you know. We start off with a shuttle heading towards the aforementioned incomplete second Death Star. Yeah. As it's coming in, it goes... Yeah. And then when it goes inside to the little hangar, it goes... It, it makes little kids... <laughs> it makes little cute kitten noises. It goes from big elephant noises to little kitty so noises. It just kind of goes, goes down the scale of yeah. animals in size. There were a lot of, I'm going to say right now, there were a lot of funny noises, sound effects, particular sayings of certain lines yeah. that I've viewed as being interesting since I was a child. You were pointing them out to me throughout the thing. Like, oh, we've got a funny noise coming up. What, what, did I, I hope I wasn't just because I worried that I was being this weirdo. But that no. was a funny noise. But I think this is the most... I've had you sort of saying, oh, watch out for this bit. This bit's coming up. Hey, funny noise. Like it's, that, it's just that funny noise. happens once every movie, but with this one, there are about four or five occasions of you going, oh, wait, listen out for this. Hey! hey! I mean, I guess that's the true sign of pure nostalgia, and it's just remembering funny noises. It's also showing that you really know these films, because you knew exactly where the little noises that like Lando makes are. Is it Lando? <laughs> Lando. Lando. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I make that noise all the time, so that's kind of you know why I remember it, yeah. I guess. I've not seen this movie in... I remember I didn't watch it when I got that DVD, sorry, that Blu-ray box set, which, by the way, has seen its thir- fourth bout of action Finally, after getting that for Christmas many years ago, we, we finally have watched the, used it. Used it now again because mm. we watched the three Star Wars is on the Blu-ray with Sam for Cinema Swirl. Yeah, and me and Adam watched Episode Three one night when we were drunk. So it's kind of it's not really gotten a lot of action. I mean, that's that's stayed at my flat for a long time now. And do I have to hand it back to you as like a big moment? In, in, in a sense, it's been like a housewarming gift. Yeah, because I just left it here. <laughs> it does work though for anyone who is um, who is you know. Uh, you know, keeps track of our notes or anything like that. Maybe if you're someone who's purchased our, our new T-shirt over on Etsy, what? for instance, you get yourself a, a nice little bit of, of notes with that for every yeah. purchased T-shirt. I, I write on a certain size of paper that Sam gives me, and that size of paper perfectly fits the Star Wars Blu-ray box set. Yes, yeah, your little table. 
Like, and that has gotten more use out of us than actually watching it. Because if I said to mum and dad, I go, mum, dad, I need like a thing for like small note paper just so I can write it on on, yeah. on the fly on the couch and not have to lean over. Give me a bad back. They wouldn't have thought to get me that Star Wars thing. No, but, but I told perfect. them it is abs- it's much more useful as that. So, yeah. so maybe people, I should keep it. <laughs> I think so. And I have people as well who are ragging on you know physical media and DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah, They double up as tables. They do, particularly yeah. the, the, the thick box sets there. Mm. Oz is another good one on DVD. It's a real great box set there for, for using yeah. as a little table. So for an a- A5 notepad paper leaning on a thing, it's, it's perfect. I mean, if you if you want to use A4 notepaper, well fold then, it over. Fold it over. You know? Fold it over. Fold it over. No, I won't tell if you don't. So, we get a little bit of a chat between Darth Vader, middle management, yeah. and the team leader who is, uh, <laughs> he's behind on the task of building the second Death Star. This is the first time I've seen Darth Vader just being like just a normal boss. He seems like a bit of a strict boss, being like, oh, if you don't get this done on time, I'm going to get the, the big, big boss to come and tell you off. And mate, all I'm going to say is, the Emperor, yeah, he's not as forgiving as me. So you better redouble your efforts, yes, yeah. you better. The Emperor is coming and he is most displeased. Yes, he's upset. How can you go on a fucking battle station that size, bigger than the one which you had blown up before, mm. which in a great bit of turnaround, in what, three or four years, you've made another one, and you're still displeased? Lad who asked at the start, who would you like to have for fucking Secret Santa? Emperor. Not him. Not him. No, because he'd be displeased no With matter what. Else, yeah. Oh, my, my battle station that has been made in record time, I'm displeased. <laughs> Fucking practice. He'd open his presents early, wouldn't he? He'd, like, want it straight away. It is exactly as I foresee <laughs> that you would get me these vouchers for HMV. So C-3PO and R2-D2, the old band's back together. Yeah, I I fucking missed C-3PO. I, you love that, him When too we were much. talking about before, before we watched this, I'd kind of put... I don't know why he was out of my mind. I didn't think about him. But now I've, I've watched this, I'd be like, oh yeah, I miss C-3PO. He's in, great. in Empire, yeah. 3PO and R2 are separate for the, the mm. entire thing. And you only get to see him at the end. And 3PO has a fucking shite all go of it. Because yeah. he's with people who hate him, like Han and Lando and whatnot. So it's nice to see the two of them back together. Lovely, yeah. Bantering back and forth. Yeah, which I, I, I came back to my little theory that I had for the first film that C-3PO doesn't understand what R2-D2 is saying. He's just going along with it like yeah. when a cat meows at you and you just agree with it. To, like, to quote Sam, it's him that's doing the knowing. Yeah, like I, I still think that kind of... <laughs> still check, worked in this movie. Checks out for yeah. everything. There's no thing that C-3PO wouldn't have been able to know anyway. Yeah, so, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Still, I think that, that's I'm sure the... someone understands R2-D2, but I don't think it's C-3PO. I'm Even sure... though he speaks all these languages. I'm surprised no one's come up with this theory before it's because it's bollocks but it's still, still fun no. to pretend yeah but bollocks theories are what Star Wars universe is based <laughs> off of you know so C-3PO and R2-D2 are yeah. uh, they're pounding the pavement and they're going to Jabba the Hutt's palace yeah. we're back on the desert planet of Tatooine the thing that made me realise I, I still love C-3PO was when he was like oh I guess we should knock at the door and does the, the he can't make a fist little he can only he rattle it with his with fingers his, his, the tips of his fingers on this so massive cute. palace door oh. and I love that he, he he knocks on it and then this little sphere comes out and goes, Wee-ra-ra-ra. this horrible Dalek Wee-ra-ra-ra. hand thing comes out and uh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, he has a chat with it he has a bit of a chat lets him in <laughs> and says, I don't believe it <laughs> I don't believe it. yes it was, at the start he went I don't believe 
he's just Victor Meldrew, yeah. C-3PO. You know, at the end of the, the, the new trilogy, he's going to get run over with a car, and those people are going to leave loads of bouquets of flowers because they don't realise he's a fictional character. <laughs> but anyway, they go inside Jabba's palace, and I do realise this was probably me at my nerdiest, mm. in the sense that Return of the Jedi has so many background characters... Like yes, so many, particularly in Jabba's palace, and I knew the names of all of them because I had toys of all of them. Yeah, so I'm like, ah, Gamerian Guard, Bomar Monk, Reese. Yeah, ah, it's my boy Tesk. Tesk. It's Tesk. This is a Tesk. <laughs> you know, they were all there. Bib Fortuna. You know, a man, a man. All the guys were there. Bib Fortuna. No one ever says Bib Fortuna. Yeah, you, when I you said it, you wouldn't believe that. me. Yeah. You wouldn't believe well, it me. It sounds like, you know, like Bib Fortuna sounds like so and so for president. It's like four more years. Bib Fortuna. Give him some tuna. <laughs> Give him some tuna, yeah. I just called him Worm Boy. The Gamerian Guards got a big laugh from you. Are they the weird. Green pigs. Ugly pig hippo pigs. There's green pig. The man. rhino pigs. They look funny. I love those. Yeah. I had a fucking toy of those guys and it was fucking right. huge. Loved it. Uh, Jim Henson did a lot of the work with um, yeah. some of the Well, that's why the little shitty jester thing looks like a proper Muppet. Salacious Crumb. Yeah. <laughs> Salacious Crumb. I used to call him Salacus as a child, but I'm pretty okay. sure it's... it's one of those <laughs> You only see it written down in, like, you know, character guides and on yeah. boxes for figures. So I always called him Salacus Crumb as a kid. Right. It's Salacious Completely Crumb. wrong. Like, you know. I'm sure that happened as well with, you know, Harry Potter where people had names. Oh, Her- Hermione. Yeah. Yeah. Hermione. <laughs> the fuck you with your Hermione? Salicus Crumb over here. You know, but apparently I heard some call them salacious, but they are in some sort of semi official form environment. So I'm like, right. oh, right, yeah, salacious. Salacious Crumb. Salacious Crumb. Oh, I, I fucking don't like him. He was the worst one. Why, why didn't you like him? Cast of weirdos. Why didn't you like him? It just cut to him just going. Just having a laugh. You thought he was attached to Jabba. I thought he might be part of Jabba. He's Jabba's court jester. So, but he sits in Jabba. He sits in his little tail. Yeah. yeah. In the in the crevice. It's weird, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as far as I know, his deal was having read extended stuff. Is that he was some little imp who like fucked up Jabba's dinner once when he was somewhere. And, right. But he made him laugh, so he let him live. But he has to make Jabba yeah. laugh at least once a day, otherwise he'll kill him. So that's like his lot in life. He's that could have been what happened with Jeremy Clarkson if that producer hadn't like <laughs> just done a joke afterwards even Jeremy wouldn't have lamped him one exactly uh, it would yeah. have been fine like and then yeah. like Jeremy would be like if you don't make me laugh today I'm going to kill you <laughs> so all the boys are here all these shit Doctor Who villains yeah Bib Fortuna who has my favourite line of the movie which is Wanawanga when he says Wanawanga it's like him if you, if you if you ring up Wonga <laughs> and you know it's dodgy because it's saying you want a Wonga, you know you're gonna get a bad APR mate. I know it's a different language, but I'm sure I heard him say "Nay Jabba, no bother." Yeah. He- <laughs> <laughs> So Luke appears through a Skype and basically explains to them that, yeah, I'm giving you R2-D2 and C-3PO. And C-3PO's like, ah, you're playing the wrong message. They am the one where I'm not giving away. It, it really comes again that, because later on they kind of, um, they have like all the kind of, you know, explanation of, oh, this is a big plan. But it does kind of live up to the whole thing which we said back in their first episode. Which was, they just treat the droids like they're, you know, iPods or whatever. Yeah, you things. Know. 
it's like if people. you yeah is there are objects or things that are people like if you got captured by some gangster yeah. i like i give him an ipod and, a, and an android tablet like and jest can say oh it's a gift but then yeah. actually i use those to to free you well, it's not a big deal because it's just my iPod and my tablet. You don't feel like an emotional attachment to your iPhone, even if it's got Siri on it, though, do you? Because you know there'll be a new one out soon. Exactly. exactly. You know? It'll just be the same personality. That being said, they've held on to these same models for quite some time. So the yeah. Rebel Alliance are nothing if not a bunch of tight fuckers. They're yeah. lucky not to get upgraded, those two. Han is not going to be released, as is Luke is, is no. requesting. That's the trade. It's like it's you get these two droids, and then you give us our friend back. And everything's all right. And Jabba's like, no, because he really ties the room together. It looks fucking awesome. He looks fucking awesome over there, you know? So obviously, you know, Luke's going to come in and pee on his carbonite statue to really get back at him. But Han is just there in the corner (laughs) and he's all cold and he's still in carbonite, looking as he does. And the droids are sent off to work, where they are sent down to the sinister slave master droid, EV 99. See, you know all the names of them. Christmas 1999, yeah. I have work for you and the master's sail barge. Doesn't need a mouth, these robots. I think it's just to make humans feel at ease, going, where's that noise coming from? And see the little flapping mouth. horrible flap. I'm all right, that's fine, you know. He's a bit of a prick because he's torturing all these robots who all seem to be programmed to feel pain. Yeah, one got ripped apart. See the little one who's having like hot pokers put on, going, horrible. Who is the fucking genius? Who thought it was a good idea? Put the pain chip in there. To put that and turn that shit on, like yeah. yeah. Let's put the robot. Let's make the robot who's got a central processor that's going to be running hot, sensitive to heat. Put pain on it. It's horrible. Horrible. Oh. Mean. So there's a big song and dance scene next, which I bet you didn't think you were <laughs> going to get in Star Wars. No. There's- more songs than I thought there would be in this film. Yeah, More dancing. This is very much a George Lucas remastered, retouched, let's put right. in. Ting tang da da If you just listened, I'm not being racist. It's, it's just ting tang da That is literally what they do. Okay. What did you think of the band? I liked some members of the band. You probably know all the fucking names. Yeah. My favourite was Keyboard Elephant. Oh, God. Max Blue. Rebo. Max Rebo. It's actually his band, would you believe? So he's kind of like, he's, oh, he, he's, he's the main like guy. He's the Jimmy Vivino and the basic cable exactly. band. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. He's, he's just there, you know, he writes the music, <laughs> he doesn't want any of the attention. He's the band leader. He's yeah. the band leader, he's Blue Elephant. I guess the band leader's usually on, like, keyboards or organ or something, yeah. But yeah, they, have, they have a big song and dance, Yeah, and we get a bit of a tease of what's to come, as a green lady who is dancing for Jabba pisses her off somehow and yeah. falls in a big old hole. Does she even piss him off? She starts dancing, and then I think she tries to get away, like, she starts pulling on, on the chain. And he's just like, right. And he's like, right. Down you go into down, the down, death pit. Down you go. We then get him a mysterious character appear the he's mysterious right grotty prick isn't he Jabba? he is he's, he doesn't wipe his mouth the whole movie oh, horrible it gets worse yeah if anything i mean if my mother was there she'd be licking a tissue and going you've got fucking slobber all and you'd be wiping that off why is he in charge of this guy well he's uh the huts that race of, yeah. of disgusting slug people yeah, yeah they basically are the mafia in star right. wars so like in all the different uh, they all like control different parts of the galaxy but Jabba the Hutt is like the main crime lord they can't on Tatooine. Fucking move. I know, but he's rich and powerful and has connections. He's like Tony Soprano in like yeah. the last season. My fucking daughter, my fucking daughter. You know, he yeah. can do that, but he can't do much else. No, but he can get other people to do like, stuff. Like Jabba will do the thing where he beats up your man in front of everyone, but then he goes into the bathroom and has a big sick. Like, yeah. you know, I'm sure he can manage that just about, okay, but you enough. know. So if a mysterious bounty hunter figure appears with Chewbacca, mm. who's called Bausch, and they've got, uh, an, again, another amazing voice. Yate, yate, you do, 
you don't. So I want that as a ringtone. Yeah. You know, basically. So they basically say that they want to sell them Chewbacca uh-huh. for a certain price. Otherwise, they'll blow them up. And Jabba is kind of like Donald Trump in this situation. Pokeball grenade thing. Poke grenade. Like. Yeah. And Jabba is, is Donald Trump in the sense that he is the master of the deal. Yep. So he gives them less money and no one blows up. Yeah. Just like Donald Trump will do if he becomes president. No. Less money, oh, no. no one blows up. Yeah. Or Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Let us know how that goes, America, yeah? yeah? I think Lando's hiding out there somewhere, Yeah, Lando's hiding out. Just so you know that he's hiding out, he walks up to the camera and goes, "Mm." It's me, Lando. Then he turns back around. (laughs) You know, the Cloud City guy. (laughs) I had a cape. You know, I betrayed... Never mind, it's fine, you know. So yeah, Lando's there. They're all there, basically. You're starting to sense that there's a a bigger plan at play. Late at night, Han Solo is freed by the mysterious bounty hunter... Who reveals themselves to be Leia, which blew you right off your socks. Didn't, didn't see that coming. No, didn't get it. It's great. The, the bounty hunter voice, is that like a... Voice synthesizer thing, thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. I love that Leia in this movie has so much more to do like yeah. than the other movies. Because yeah, yeah. the other movies, she's just kind of... She does fuck up. But here, mm. she's got disguises and bombs and rides around well, speeder bikes and shoots shit and gets shot. It's like... She's a lot more active. Here's the thing I've been thinking while watching this film. Throughout the whole film, Leia has three or four, maybe more different outfits or costumes or looks. Yes, true. And the one that I know Princess Leia as is the slave, slave one. Yeah. And that's like the the image of Princess Leia that I know. Yeah. That's kind of shit, isn't it? But there's, there's way cooler Well, look, for me, looks. when I think of Leia, I think of... Bounty Hunter Leia without the helmet. Because I had, like... I had two Leia toys. I had the regular yeah. one from New Hope, where she's in her, you know, fucking white yeah. wedding dress or whatever. Yeah. And then there's the one where she's got, you know, a grenade and a mask. And obviously I was yeah. going to use that toy. But that Couldn't looks w- really cool. But I, I I kind of... I get it in a way, because it's a nice lady and a... It's just the really thing. hardcore Star Wars fans that had the fetish for her in the Bounty Hunter gear with the voice modulator. It's the laissez-faire guys who had the uh, slave yeah. girl. You know, and anyone can like a slave girl outfit, I guess, was what the point was there so. but she does have a lot more to do in this movie yeah. though and I think that's pretty cool if She's anything good at it. She, she yeah she has a lot, a lot of cool stuff to, in, mm. in this one at some point there's a little scene that's just a nice little cut to this sort of sunset yeah the dusk or whatever over the palace yeah and then there's a little ugly Budweiser frog that ruins it <laughs> Budweiser frog it's horrible I was yeah. like that looks really nice and oh no he well. did a trump out of his mouth yeah. that's disgusting no oh. it's nice of them to put that scene in there for no reason other than <laughs> just in case you thought it was nice <laughs> a bit of flatulence for fun <laughs> Right. So Chewie meets up with Han, who's been released and then captured once again. Yeah, they have a nice hug. Have a lovely little yeah. hug. Yeah, we're friends again. And he's going, "I'm okay, pal." Oh, that's really sweet. Han's blind for a bit. He's blind because he's been in hibernation. He has hibernation sickness. Right. Your eyesight will return in time. He's, he will. He will see eventually, okay. but he's blind for now. Leia's been captured as well. Yeah, and has been given uh, Jabba's fantasy wear. For, for, for the duration. Yep. To each his own. Yeah. Luke shows up and he's all fucking OP. His stats are all over the place. He's He's got all black. He's got... He's got shiny boots. Mm. He's a top badass, and he's he's doing Jedi mind tricks left, right, and center. The thing I, I liked was that in Jabba's language, which is completely different, Jedi mind trick is exactly the same. But Jaluna, Jedi, Jedi mind trick. But a Jaluna, the Atlanta Falcons. A Jaluna, President Clinton. You know, he is. Um, he's very well spoken when he wants to be. Yeah. What I like as well is that Luke is. 
he's kind of like a shitty hypnotist in that he keeps trying to reassure him. It's like, you'll take me to your master. I'll take you to my master. Mm. You know, you do a good job. A good job. And you will be well rewarded. Yeah. Where's that coming from? He's Darren Browning it. He is, he is. Yeah. He's, he's, he's really... Sneaking those words in so that later you think them on your own and you don't realise that Darren's done it. And of course, um, Jabba gets the treat card from Darren Skywalker here, which means mm. that, you know, he's not going to have anything bad to him. Luke is like, look, you know, you get the droids. I'm going to let you go. I'm not going to kill you. Everything's going to be fine. I'm a great, powerful Jedi Knight. Film ends. <laughs> <laughs> Bashudawuna, your thumbs! <laughs> but Luke runs afoul of the vile gangster and falls into the pit. Yeah, C3PO tries to warn him. He's like, oh, you're standing on the. Oh, never mind, sorry, it doesn't matter. Yeah, if you I'll listen to him. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say anything. Imagine if Siri always was doing that, jumping in, kind of going, look, actually, you've got to fall in a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> no. You'd listen then. But then, like, stop talking because everyone else was talking and Siri felt a bit embarrassed. And just like, oh, no, I'll just never talk mind. about it later, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Master Luke, you're standing on the. Oh, I just realised everyone's looking at me now. This has been much. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing that a robot can have social anxiety. Yeah. Why would they program that into him? Put that in him, put pain in him. <laughs> Some fucking sadist designed <laughs> robot here, like. So Luke Skywalker comes face to face with the face of fear itself. The horrible anus-faced monster. The rancor. Ugh. You properly went with this. It, it sure is rank. Yeah. It's horrible. What, how did you think it held up in terms... Because, I mean, this was all stop motion and shit back in the day. And well, puppets. It, for some for some of the things it looked a bit weird, but for the rancor, I think the stop motiony horrible puppetiness actually helped it because be he had even big more bony jarry kind of limbs. Gross and yeah, weird. Yeah. If it was CGI, I wouldn't be as creeped out by this horrible actual physical thing moving around. The most satisfying noise in this yeah. movie is when he picks up the pig Gamerian guard who falls yeah. down with him, and he picks him up and he bites into him like an apple. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. You know, the poor little pit. Well, I say poor, but he's probably a, a bad. He's probably man, a rotter. He just Jabba doesn't care about him. He's, yeah. he's falling in as well. And he, and ah. he, he does the high pitched pig squeal that he's scared, oh. and the other pigs are having a proper like a way. Ah, your shit, your shit. That's yeah. not horrible. Those aren't real mates. Got bit by a rancor. If I fell in a pit and got bit, you'd, you'd be sad, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be like the the fucking heavy set lads over here when Luke. Manages to kill the rancor by throwing the, the door on him, essentially. He, he does some good stuff. He puts a bone in his mouth, he hides under a thing, and then runs through the door, puts the door down on him. I think it's all quite clever. It's quite smart. Yeah. And then the rancor keeper comes out, who is really upset, and bit, he just starts big, crying. Big lad, no shirt on. You see a lot of him, he walks over, he starts crying, he's having a big cry, and mm. I thought, well, that's going to be significant later. No. I think it was just to show that the Rancor... And it is sad that the Rancor has died. Yeah, the Rancor is, is a wild time. animal who's been captured by by Jabba to be used in this regard. And the guy who looked after him... I mean, I can tell you I've read, I've read a chapter of Tales from Jabba's Palace in, in the extended universe where it's explained how he looked after him and was very emotional. Boo! Get, get off! Get off. <laughs> I will say, though... Nerd! If you are one of the hundreds of thousands of people that have a toy of that Rancor Keeper because they made more of those and seemingly... Like, there was a period of time where every Poundland in England and Ireland was just filled, as far as the eye could see, with with Rancor Keepers. Everyone's got one. You go through anyone's box of toys back in the day, you see a fucking Rancor Keeper They made toys of every character. Yeah. I suppose because they sell. They ultimately ended up selling. Fucking stupid kids like me would buy the shit You know all the names of the little elephant ones and all the... Yeah. The little elephant ones, little mate. Elephant would you boy. give Max Rebo some fucking credit here for once? <laughs> and the Max Rebo band. Thank you. So they're all very sad, they're crying, and as punishment for killing Jabba's pet, they're all to go to the pit of Carcoon, which contains the almighty Sarlacc. 
Yeah. In the Dune Sea. That will digest you for a thousand years or something. Yes. It's a horrible existence. You fall into the Sarlacc, you don't get killed straight away. What it does is it hooks you up to it. Like, it basically hooks you up to it, it. And it keeps you alive and slowly, over the course of a thousand years, digests you. Oh, that is horrible. It is. It's rubbish. that is gross. It's proper rubbish. Fuck. I mean, I'd just as soon have me me head chopped off. Yeah. Or, you know, lethal injection. Shot. Not over a thousand years. (laughs) No. I don't want to die for longer than I've been alive by a factor of ten. Yeah. You know? That's yeah, just too yeah. long. That's horrible. It's taking the mick, you know? Who'd want to live forever if you've been digested? Am I right? Hey, am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Exactly. So, we all arrive at the Sarlacc pit and the big plan is coming, because you know it's a big plan, because there's very dramatic trumpets going, boom, 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 boom. Mm. So, it is a big plan and C-3PO is all worried but yeah. R2-D2, who is now a drinks tray, oh. fires out Luke's lightsaber and he kills everyone. Yeah. Great. He just like fucking goes apeshit. His lightsaber is now green as well. Mm. The look of the Irish with Luke and Skywalker. Which is another thing that you pointed out to me before I noticed it. It was, it was fun watching you be an actual nerd. I don't get too much of that from you often, but this was like a film where all the little bits of trivia... I think because it's like Jedi had so many, just has so many little bits, as opposed yeah. to Empire, which is more of a straightforward, like, fucking movie where stuff is mm. happening for me to join this is like oh look there that uh, uh, you yeah, know little details it, yeah. no, it's filled with fucking details I'm not having a go I'm not having a go I mean I'm sure you've noticed lots of things about Lost <laughs> you know loads loads yeah, absolutely loads if you want to sit down with me and watch Lost I'll be like that with that if you don't want me to sit down and watch Lost with Sam tweet in <laughs> <laughs> So, the Green Saber is the demise of many of Jabba's goons. Yeah, he does He does a good job, Luke, doesn't he? He, he fucking kills the fuck yeah. out of everyone. Right, okay. <clears throat> so this is the bit where everyone dies. Yeah, lots of people are being killed. Boba Fett. Boba Fett, who like flies over. In fairness, Boba Fett, he's off the clock. He's only there for a party. You yeah. know? He flies over he's straight away. He does some money. He's like, you know what? No, I'll muck in with the rest of them. Yeah. He's a private contractor. He's not registered for this, but he comes over anyway. Straight away, as soon as shit kicks off, he's right in front of Luke, ready to kill him. Yeah. And then, yeah, it doesn't go so well. A bit of tension, and then Boba Fett gets put in the digestive beast. I thought Boba Fett was a massive deal. He is. He's well. He's a like a huge deal. He's a badass, is Boba Fett. But I mean, he dies pretty unspectacularly. Yeah. He does get bopped by Han Solo, and his jetpack just sends him into the bit where he dies. Yeah. That's so yeah, Boba Fett. In terms of the actual main films, there's not a whole lot of Boba Fett. No, and again, Boba Fett is. I was quite interesting because in the Force Awakens, there's a character that's quite like that. I think, which is like they look like a total badass. People will be obsessed with them, but they have maybe four lines. Spoilers. Of di- Spoiler alert! Spoilers. Couple, couple of lines of dialogue, right. and at the end of the day, they're not. I mean, I love Boba. Become Fett. a cool character because they're just mysterious and. Bad that's bats. it. I mean, it's because Boba had so few lines, and he dies in such an unspectacular way. Mm. Extended universe stuff there's a whole fucking story where he actually survives that and then like comes out and he's all like injured and has to you know work his way back up right, like okay. it's rocky or something but you know he, he, in the terms of the movies he gets bopped he falls over he he's dies dead. Yeah. the end and he goes yeah, when he dies as well so mm. not really that badass we had a Wilhelm scream at some point oh there was a couple here yeah, yeah Wilhelm screams out yeah. the wazoo Jabba then dies yeah. Leia kills Jabba. I thought Jabba was going to be a bigger deal. He's dead now. He's quite a big deal for the first... I mean, I suppose he is. The first half an hour of the film. Maybe? Yeah, and he's yeah. he's a constant presence in the first two movies. He's mm. always looming, I guess. Yeah, but I guess. It's cool that Leia gets to kill him. Yeah, yeah. it's good death. 
And then the highlight of this entire scene, which is when Lando falls over and is being helped up by Han, who is assuring him that his eyesight is okay. Hmm. And as he's trying to get him up, a tentacle goes on Lando's leg and he goes, Bleh! Yeah, he Love does. it. It's pretty much exactly like that. Bleh! That sounds like an exaggeration, but he does a very funny noise. I mean, I'm just saying, if I was sitting here right now and all of a sudden the tentacle grabbed my leg... You'd make the same noise. Bleh! Bleh! You know? It's amazing. It's like a catchphrase when they buzz in. <laughs> so they blow up the giant sail barge, massive yeah. fit of fire, or two and C three people just like fall off going oh, no. Yeah. Useless. And then they all leave. They fly away, yeah, on something, they get in a thing. It kinda almost feels like a thirty minute like mini movie before the actual movie. Yeah. Well but I love it because you get to see like Luke's a badass. Leia's a badass. I think it's kind of like a... Here are all the characters that you know and love. They're still okay. They defeat someone. You get a bit of satisfaction from that. And then you go on to the main movie. Yeah, exactly. It's like a starter. The main body of the... It is! It's exactly yeah. like a starter. Wets yeah. your appetite. Not exactly. too full. That was nice. Ooh. And you're ready for the big battle. And here comes here comes your fucking meat and two veg now. Yeah. The Emperor arrives Pal- on the Pal- space Emperor Palpatine. Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> Duncan Bannatine. Duncan Elk Emperor Bannatine. Do you like his evil music that he has? Yeah. I don't know if they have probably a choir of old men going... To do that for him. He's basically... He's unhappy that the, the Death Star has taken its time. Mm-hmm. Also as well, he's aware of Luke being around now. And yep. he's pretty much gung-ho on Darth finding Luke, taking him around here, seeing if he wants to join the team. Making him a baddie. You know, yeah. making him making him an offer for a percentage of the Empire, you yeah. know? And that's all he's about. He's about businesses and making money, you yeah. know? After Emperor Palpatine had his run of extremely successful leisure centres and retirement homes, now Emperor Banatine wants to rule the galaxy with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. It is nice throughout these films that the main thing is not that they want to kill Luke. No. It's that they know he's powerful and useful and they want For him on their side yeah exactly it's a weird dynamic isn't it's, it? it's, it's a join or die it's very much an American revolutionary uh, yeah, thing that I guess the, so I mean I don't want to draw too many parallels between the founding fathers and the Sith mm. but I mean there are some there in that yeah. sense yes oh yeah Yoda dies as well oh yeah he's tired and he's sick I am <laughs> I am going to sleep dead no, I am going to sleep I am are you dead <laughs> no not yet wait wait <laughs> Dead wait, I am. wait, you will. <laughs> and the best thing as well is that he gives massive spoilers, but you can't really hear yeah. them. What? What did you say? Yeah. I didn't hear that Yoda. Oh, he's gone. My favourite Yoda line in this that was said in the Yoda way, where you put it backwards, but it still sounds like a thing that like a sort of northern dad would say. <laughs> so he's trying to say like, did he tell you? But is it, told you, did he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody dog. Oh, God. Told you then, did he? Oh, secret out now, is this? Oh, come on. Uh, so Yoda's dead. Yeah. Luke 
has a bit of a chat with Obi-Wan Ghost and Obi, which yeah. is a bit fucking awkward at this stage. Number one, because Alec Guinness, the actor, for reals, he clearly doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And number two, there's some serious retconning that has to go on here. So what was that about with Alec Guinness? In the first movie, he, yeah. tell, he told Luke that Anakin Skywalker, his father, was betrayed and murdered by Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some serious arm twisting needed to be done to get Alec Guinness to come back for this one, because he just did, he hated Star Wars. He didn't like wow. it. He, he was completely typecast by it afterwards. He thought his career was... Marred okay. by it, he thought it was stupid. He didn't like Star Wars at all. So he probably got a lot of money. For yeah. Oh, I hate all this money. But you're doing more. Yeah. Fuck off. No, you I mean to come back. Yeah, I mean, come you. on. You're gonna get yeah. a big stack of cash for what is honestly an afternoon's work here. Yeah. Where he, he really passive aggressively wants Luke to kill his father. He's sort of phoning it in at this point, isn't he? I think. Well, there's a the reading line. of the line where he goes, "You know, you know what you have to do with Darth Vader," and Luke goes, "I'll never kill my father." Well, the Emperor's already run, I guess. Don't kill your dad, then. See if I can. And what he says as well, he goes, uh, well, what I told you was true from a certain point of view. No, it wasn't. No, it's seriously not. You can't twist those words to be vague. There is no point of view. Your father was betrayed and and killed. And then he says, like, well, our point of view is really what kind of, you know, defines us. So, and Luke is cool at that, essentially. You'd be calling him out on his bullshit. But no, no, you said. (laughs) Hang on a minute. This man. No, no, I'm not. I didn't lie to you. No, go kill your father. Yeah, go kill your father. No, um, you know the dark side. Yeah, the emperor, the the empire. No, the emperor of the empire. He's the emperor of the empire. Yeah, that he refers to as the dark side himself. Mm. Mm. When I think of like baddies, I think. I always think that they think they're doing the right thing. Oh, well, yeah, that's the classic, in, to, to use a wrestling analogy, yeah. the classic wrestling analogy, which is the bad guy, i.e. the heel, yes. has to view themselves as being justified, as in, I'm doing the right thing, and the most compelling stories always come in, yeah. you know, in, in media and fiction or whatever, when you've got a bad guy who thinks that they're doing what is right. But Empire they're you're, they're saying they're evil. Really, kind of labels themselves as the pri- they call the, they call themselves the dark side. They never say that they're evil. No, but it's, it's hate, heavily implied. anger. You know, that's the stuff they say. Yeah, they view light and dark as not necessarily mean good and evil. They they would view yes. light and dark as being different sides of the same coin or whatever. I guess, and that they just view it's not good. But and it evil, seems a bit more like they're literally just being like, we're the bad guys. <laughs> Can be a bad guy with us. They, they view themselves as being like the most powerful and the, like theirs is the, the, the true so, yeah. use of the force or whatever. But again, yeah, they are a bit mustached. <clears throat> didn't get any kind of good character traits from the Emperor at all. He's think... very like manipulative and... I had no sense that like there was a time when he was cool. Oh yeah, no, he was always evil. Always been yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, that's his thing. Okay. But I think in his own sense, it's kind of like the devil in that sense. He's like just ultimate, you know, he is evil, I yeah, guess. trying to bring everyone else out. He doesn't view himself as being evil because he just views himself as being all powerful correct. or correct mm. in that sense, yeah. So, Leia is revealed then to be his sister. Yeah, because Yoda has... A sis- sister! <laughs> so, you have a twin sister! <laughs> Who keeps saying that? It's later on Vader, his voice essentially makes... So, so, you have a sister! Yoda has this... His, his big reveal is like, there is another Skywalker. Yeah, which he fucking hacks out with a load of phlegm. Yeah, but he delivers it. And, yeah. and then, seconds later... <laughs> Obi-Wan just explains what that means. <laughs> yeah, just by BTW, in case it's you don't understand oh, fucking Emphasis email ad in there. Who might that be? He just comes, it, it's Leia, she's his sister, mate. Oh. Uh, oh. Okay. Doesn't mention that he feels weird about having kissed her. No, no one does. Twice. 
Leia doesn't. He doesn't. I think they're all just pretending that. I'll be honest. Happen. It's kind of the case that if I was to find out at some point that I had kissed someone who was my sister, I imagine a lot of people would just kind of blanket and try to move on. You wouldn't as fucking best talk you could. about it, would you? You wouldn't fucking start talking about it, at least of all with no. your sister who you've kissed. So There's probably a split second in his head where he went, uh, uh, and then just shut up. It's just it. like it, it's just white noise. Yeah, white noise, Luke. <laughs> white noise. I kissed my... No, I didn't. I've never yeah. kissed anyone. If you freeze frame, you can probably see the moment where it goes, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> And then just... <laughs> from that point on. <laughs> so the Rebels all meet on the large Rebel Alliance ship, yep. where we get to meet some of the head honchos of the Rebel Alliance. Yes. Mon Mothma, who is essentially Enya. You're, and also... You're what? <laughs> Mon Mothma, the old lady who is basically Enya. Yeah. She has kind of a Celtic mysticism to mm-hmm. her. You know, it looks like she'd win the Eurovision. No, Who, no who's other. she in terms of this place? She's literally the head of the Rebel Alliance. Okay, cool. So, yeah. That's awesome. Which is yeah. awesome. Uh, and then we also have Admiral Akbar, who's yeah. head of the military. Funny accent. Yeah. He's very funny. He's funny. Had you seen him in anything before then? Yes. Because... How, how, it's a trap is a thing, isn't it? Memes. Memes. It's a meme. It's a meme. He's a meme. That like I could tell that the line was coming up because he was framed in the way that he, he was is sat in, in that meme. chair. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it's coming. Hey, he said the line. Did you expect the octopus man to be British like he was? No, and that was very funny. It's very going, funny. I, I, I couldn't possibly have never been offended in my entire life. <laughs> I, lo- I just like the, the the thought or the idea of him being in like you know a, a, a gentleman's club. You know those places where. They don't let in people or, oh, or women yeah. or, or people of colour. Wing-backed armchair. You know, the... sitting there drinking a big scotch. Yeah. Not only has this coming up Yeah. I like that, you know? Yeah. So He feels like an old man, but you there's no way of telling that because he's a weird squid, but he feels like he's quite old. I will say, though, he did do you a disservice in the sense that the next, kind of, the next scene of the movie, you were like, why are they? Why are they doing this? Why are they going? Yeah, I, I wasn't because really Because it all came out through this yeah. squid man going... They will go to the Basically, they're going to the moon of this planet called Endor, where there's a shield generator. And if they blow that up, it means that they can blow up the Death Star. If you'd have said that like that, I'd have been on board with that. I would have understood what was going on. It wouldn't have been much of a meme if instead of him going, It's a trap! If it was me going, Oh, it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Look, watch out. <laughs> Lads, <laughs> no, seriously, I start doing the wrap up thing, you know, yeah, ser- yes. holding my phone up. Like, <laughs> lads, no, seriously, go out. You're you're seven minutes bop, bop, in this thing. <laughs> yeah. so, so they're off to to, to to destroy the shield generator, and they've yes. got their own little team, which is basically the Star Wars All Stars. Yeah, you know, they're all together there for this one. So the know. shield generator is on a moon. Yeah. Okay. Cool. A moon, which is a forest. Yeah. Forest moon. Forest moon. Now, people always go, oh, they went to Endor. They didn't. They went to the forest moon of Endor. They never go to Endor. It's a moon going around Endor. Just so we're clear. Just don't... Don't... (laughs) Don't start. You know? Just don't. Okay. It's nice to have the footnotes in the middle of the podcast. It is. just. I don't know if that was a footnote in in the script. Like, just don't... No, come, come don't on. don't start. Okay, so they're on the moon of Endor. They're on the moon of Endor, the forest moon of Endor, where mm-hmm. we have probably one of my favourite scenes in a Star Wars movie ever. And I'd love to know your thoughts on the speeder bike chase. It's great. Yeah. There was a thing in the arcades back in the day where you could actually get on... It was like a race bike thing, but it was uh. that. And it was just that scene and you had to go and oh, it was so breakneck no, that, speed. That looked really cool, the kind of flying bike... Things. It's what aged very well. Speeder bikes. Yeah, like the fact that the um, the close-up shots of 
people on the bikes. Yeah. Looks a bit, especially in Blu-ray quality, looks a bit noticeable. The, Blu- the Blu-ray actually did that a disservice because usually mm. normally, oh, yeah, I used to have that on VHS and it, it looked fine. In yeah. It's like the Ghostbusters thing we said where you see like a bit of an outline mm. almost. But even still, I kind of liked that about it and just the way it looked and the way it was shot yeah. was just great. I couldn't find anything wrong with it. It kind I of really it enjoyed it. Combined both things of like a, a modern movie chase but also kind of like, I don't know, like a 70s cop movie chase or something like yeah, that in a sense. Yeah, there's a bit of, I know it's before this, but like it, it looked video gamey yeah, at yeah. some point. So like there's first person shots. Yeah, exactly. It might have then maybe influenced what people like. It was really cool. Yeah, it really worked. Awesome. Yeah, a real like iconic scene. I love as well the various deaths of the people on speeder bikes. There's yep. some something really impressive and satisfying about seeing something go really fast, just go into a tree and explode. Yeah. Spinny death. Oh, like, yeah, that was cool. Imagine if that's how you're dying. Doing a big spin. That noise. If you hear that noise, you feel all dizzy and sick, and then you're dead. <laughs> Except, I mean, I'd like to think that at his funeral, they go, in, you know, he did die, it was tragic before his time, but if it's any consolation, they play the audio. You know, that's Laughter funny. The- <laughs> yeah, everyone starts laughing, hugging, you know. Go, uh, a crazy old world we live in. Speaking of crazy, you know. Yeah. Fucking Ewoks up hey! in this. We were, finally get the Ewoks. Were they cute? Yes. Well, Yes. Yes. From a distance, yes. Because from a distance, they're very cute. They're just little teddies, aren't they? Yeah. Adorable. And the you know the way they move around. and Get real close up, though. <laughs> and do little jiggy motions with their hands. Um, when you start seeing the face, mm. depending on the Ewok... No, yeah, not, all Ewoks. <laughs> not all Ewoks. Not all Ewoks. Well, they, they all have weird faces, but some have cuter weird faces than the other. But I think it's there's human-like elements to... The Ewoks. It's like a, it's, it's like, like a the, dog with a human face. It's, it's like a because the eyes are quite cute. The nose, I didn't mind so much. The, the lips of, and the mouth. The lips and the mouth is scary. Weird. Yeah. Very human-like. It's like kind of cra- crappy, like flash animations from the early to mid two thousands, where they put horrible eyes and things on dogs yeah. and things and make it look weird. I, I've got a real solid vision. Yeah, yeah, of, of what those it was are. Like a Crusher advert that was done by those people for the milkshake Crusher. Yeah, yeah, I remember the crushes, yeah. yeah. With the weird faces on things. Oh, we need, to, we need to look that up afterwards. Yeah. We need to get some crush out. Hope, the, hope they still make it. Otherwise, we can always get some fridge. Yeah. You know, that's just good old stuff. Right? Yeah. So, Layla and Warwick the Ewok double team some scouts, and ah, she uses all her diplomacy. You said Warwick the Ewok there. So, that's yeah. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. You know, the name of the actual Ewok was Warwick. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I thought you just was like calling no, him no, Warwick. No, no, no. He's, he's the... Warwick as the Ewok, yeah. Ah, I know. That's Warwick Davis. Yeah. As a child, you said. I used, he was like eight years old. He was quite young, yeah, yeah. Ah. So that's why he was yeah. the littlest one, you know. Yeah. So the gang search for Leia, who's disappeared, and mm-hmm. uh, on their travels, they get caught in a nest. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Lots of walks show up. Yep. They uh, all think that C-3PO is God. Yes, that's very funny. That's, that's a, a great misunderstanding. Moment. That's like a Blackadder level of... Proper comedy misunderstanding. Oh, they think yeah. Baldrick's a god. You know, that's exactly yeah. what would happen. You know? They start worshipping a god. So wow. worship, or worshipping wow. a big turnip or something. You know, that's exactly what yeah. they, they do. I, I thought it was great. I particularly like as well that they all took the rebel gang to that really hard as fuck level from Donkey Kong Country on the SNES <laughs> treetop village. See, <laughs> see, to me, it felt like Centre Parks. <laughs> it looks, it looks fun, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks nice. I'd like to go there. They look, they, you show you a thing of that, and then like 
a middle-aged man in a Hawaiian shirt going, oh, this is very easy to fucking organize. Yeah, exactly. You and there's karaoke as well for dance, you know? <laughs> awesome. Center parks. Uh, Luke uses the force to scare the Ewoks who are about to cook them all in a feast in 3PO's honor. Yeah, that escalated pretty quickly, didn't it? It's like, oh, he's a god. And then they start tying him up and cooking him and C-3PO doesn't really do that much to stop it. In fairness, it's kind of like you can see why they don't give a shit about 3PO seeing as him and his precious programming couldn't give two fucks about his mates. Yeah. Oh, I can't stop them from eating you alive. It's against my programming. But this is more of the stuff that I identify with C-3PO about that he's quite nervous and anxious all the time and looks out for his friends but when he's given like a little bit of power he starts to really enjoy he's too much of a straight arrow he's too much of a straight arrow is 3 yeah. I think but I think he enjoys being God doesn't he he does he, he yeah. does like it for the moment mm. and I think there's a point where he turns to Solo and he goes apparently you ought to be killed <laughs> and eaten in a feast in my honour sorry <laughs> who's stuffy now Solo <laughs> I like to think there's an internal monologue, a very sinister internal monologue that's going on inside of 3PO during the course of this entire movie. Do you think the whole time R2-D2 is going, stop you fucking maniac, and he's going, yes, I agree, good point. Good point, yes, we should eat and kill them. So 3PO, now that they've all been saved, has all them round, all the Ewoks, they all sit down, and he tells them some stories. Yeah, he does a little stand-up set. He does a tight five. Yeah, it's great. I, I will say, though, use the sound effects a bit much. Yeah. You know, a bit if it was of a, a stand up gig, someone would be holding a dictaphone up to the microphone, it'd be really cringeworthy. And seriously, hard. yeah. You know, yeah. If, you, know, you see all these student comedians think they're Bo Burnham, like, and they're waiting for their sound effect to come in. Surprisingly, the disgruntled manager of the bar ain't going to play your sound effects on time, mate. Like. Yeah. But anyway, it was quite fun as well because I always liked when I was a child, this was like 3PO. Was it, like, you know, those books, the story picture books that have the little things on the side, the sound effects? Mm. And when you read through the books, it'll show you the sound effect. Like, and then oh, yeah. this happened, you press the button. It was just like that. He had all the pre-rendered sound effects. Yeah. And also, another amazing noise which uh, 3PO makes, which is when he's describing the Millennium Falcon flying into the Death Star, he goes, Chim chimity I probably wouldn't have noticed it had you not kind of signaled that it was going to happen, but it was it was quite subtly hidden, wasn't it, the little chim chimney thing? You, if you weren't listening out for it, you'd kind of go... I remember oh. rewinding that on the VHS, like, uh, thinking that surely this, this was like, it was a warping going... You know, say chimney. He's actually chidoo. saying chim chimney <laughs> He sounds like a fucking sim for fuck's sake here. Like well, um, doing that scene, just um, when Luke's doing the kind of magic chair trick. Yeah, is that uh, also is that like the most he's used his force so far? I'd say the most he's used his force is when he did that big flip de do when he jumped off the uh, oh, yeah. off the sail barge. He like he jumps over the gangplank, does a double flip, catches his lightsaber. But at this point, he's kind of using his force for like what looks a bit like a prank, bro. Cheap. <laughs> Parlor tricks, like this season on Punked. You're not going to believe it when Ashton Kutcher becomes a Jedi Knight. <laughs> oh, I'm picking things up for that. Leia comes out in that scene with like her hair completely different, and I'm wondering whether the Ewoks have like a salon or something. Well, like her hair is very crimped. Yeah, it's really very crimped. Nicely and, done. As, as a man who's seen hair being crimped in his time, yeah. that takes a while. I think Ewoks did it. Ewoks obviously a own stylist Ewok. Seriously. <laughs> a really snazzy Ewok. Yeah. So Luke decides to have a bit of a DMC, deep meaningful conversation with Princess Leia. <laughs> to lay some fucking serious truths on her. He's, yeah. you know, he, he does really, does it in a roundabout way. Instead mm. of saying, 
f- I mean, if I found out someone was my sister, I'd be like, fuck, seriously, you're not going to believe it. All right, you're I've got sister. a sister yeah. and it's you, or you're my sister. He, Instead yeah. he goes, force is strong in my family. My father has it. I have it. My sister has it. Huh? 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 You're my sister. Exactly. Good. Yeah. You. Good. Um, so it comes back to that with a kind of some somehow I've always known. Yeah. That's why I, mean, I kissed she you. She must have had the... Somehow she's always known... I, I was going to say because I was going to say in this situation with the whole kissing stuff I don't think you did always but like, with the whole kissing stuff I keep going it's Luke's responsibility because he's the Jedi he, he should have known he should have used the force to know that that shit was wrong she knew as well she 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 claims she knows as well have we got a consensual I think they've both had this moment and they've gone right we both we both know and we're just never ever going to talk about this they, they probably little meeting of their eyes was like yeah and that happened as well and it is confirmed you are now my sister in fairness you that's have a, always been my it's sister. about as helpful as the the dad going in where the boiler is like going i knew this would happen you yeah. know you didn't though cheers mate you would have fucking <laughs> said something you know <laughs> yeah. anyway, so, so she, she now knows she's pretty cool with us he knows everyone knows I was going to say, yeah, if yeah. you ever find yourself, you know, again, in that hypothetical scenario, finding out that you've, you know, been kissing a sister, yeah. you're wondering how to deal with it. I mean, they do deal with it pretty fucking as good as you can deal with it. You know it. what? To be fair, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> it could have been a lot I more say. awkward. Yeah. It's not too bad given you know, what could have happened. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it went, it went just as well as the, the, the two ghosts told him it would. Mm. So Luke has come to the conclusion that as Darth Vader is nearby and he is part of this group that he's just going to endanger them because he knows that Vader wants them. Yeah. So he says that so they can complete their mission, he's just going to turn himself in. Very nice of him. Handy. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> so Luke turns himself in and mm. Vader is being very coy when he's talking to him. He's kind of like, Father, I still think there's good in you. So you've made a new lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he keeps calling him um, Anakin to sort of wind him up because he knows that bothers him and trying to get the good out of him. He's like, no, that name doesn't mean anything to and me anymore. Leia comes up to him, oh, I heard you two had a bit of a chash. How's it going? You know? <laughs> father, yeah. I still see that there's good in you. You can come back. You are my father, Anakin. He's that was lovely him. bacon we had yesterday, wasn't it? <laughs> I usually don't go to the butchers now just for bacon, but I think it was worth it. He is proper being a dad, isn't he? All like, that for three pounds. Deep, deep conversation met with, like... Just casual chit-chat. Casual chit-chat. <laughs> and did you get that lightsaber from Maplin's then? Or did you make it yourself? Or you ordered online? Ah, sure. I mean, I still go on the high street myself just to get the messages. <laughs> you know? Ah, no, it's a good lightsaber. No, 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 it's, it's good. Just after that scene with uh, Vader and Luke, there's a bit where he's all like, I must obey my master, blah, blah, blah. And then Luke goes away or something, or, or Darth Vader turns around, and he conveys a whole lot of emotion. Oh, it's at the end of the scene when, yeah. you know, when Luke is getting on. Yeah, it's usually right he at the end. He looks down, and you can see how sad he is through his weird mask helmet thing. It was really, really... I mean, David Prowse did the body of him, and yeah. I don't think he, he always just gets kind of, I think, assumed that he's just a stand-in and whatnot. Yeah. And for the most part, yeah, I mean... A lot of it was the fact that he was just a big tall lad. But that's know. some clear body language but right there. In this movie, there's a number of times where you are just like, he's got no facial expression at all, but you just from the tip of the head, yeah, there's a lot of emotion conveyed yeah. there. And I think it was actually it's really sad. It's really sad, <laughs> you know. The Vader is not happy with his middle management. His son won't talk to him, you know. <laughs> he's having a right nightmare. Keeps calling him by his name before yeah. he got married. <laughs> got remarried to, to Emperor Palpatine. Poor so, the bunker assault happens, and mm. they want to go and do a sneak attack, but a little Ewok runs in. He gets he carried gets away. 
yeah. does work as a distraction though. That is cute. Simultaneously, Luke arrives at the Emperor, who explains that everything that they've done is basically one big trap. Mm. It is a trap. It's a trap. Start to finish, it's a trap. Yeah. And basically he's saying, you're going to join me, or you're going to be killed. Yeah. And he show, he's like, he, he makes Luke look out the window, so he can see all the guys. They've all arrived now, and the shield generator isn't gonna, is, is still up. Yeah. And everyone's going to get killed. And he's like, you look out there now, look at everyone dying. There's all your mates, mate. Look at that. you're a shit. Yeah? <laughs> and Luke is there going, oh, I'd proper want to kill you. And he goes, yeah. ah, if you want to kill me, that means I win. Because yeah. that means you hate me. Ah, light side, shit, dark side, dark side, dark side, what? You know, Pretty so much. it's a weird power play thing going on. It turns out that there is a whole lot of guys waiting for the bunker assault team. His yeah. best men, and they're getting the shit knocked out of them. When all the people who are before the defense shield, yeah, they do realize it's a trap, don't they? Just in time, they 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 realize because Lando's like who's flying the Millennium Falcon, by yeah. the way, realises that their signals are being jammed, which means that, well, the only reason that could be happening is the they knew up. that we're coming and the shields are up. Yeah. Which then leads them to realise that it is a trap. Yeah. And Admiral Akbar is like, lads, it's a trap. And it's a trap. It, 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 it is a trap. So when the Emperor's pointing at them, mm-hmm. they've all kind of stopped there, haven't they? Because they're like, there's a shield there, we know this. Because they tried to turn around, but then all the Star Destroyers, they well, so they're kind of behind trapped. them. So yeah, so they're gonna... they, they, oh, okay, right. Not only is it a trap, but they are trapped in the trap. Yeah. Trapception. See, I thought what he was saying was like, look, they're going to go into that defense shield and they're going to get blown up. But he's saying they can't get through the defense shield and we've got men who are going to come and shoot. Yeah, them. it's it's a double. It's 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 your standard catch trapty two situation. <laughs> Chim- chimney trapity doo. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of situation. It is exactly that. Yeah. W- when he actually said the line, was it underwhelming? Because um, I always feel that it's kind of like he just goes, "It's a trap." You know, he doesn't go, "It's a trap." <laughs> waka waka waka. <laughs> It's all right, isn't it? It's fine. It's just, you know, I could see that he was in the right place to say it. And they said, bah, 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 it's done and it's over. And we've all had a good I time. I think he says funnier things like, yeah, that's way funnier. But when he it, says the word operational. I understand why it's a trap caught on because it, it's the rhythm of it. It's, it's the, a trap. I think he's got, he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't blink. So his eyes are open mad. Yeah. So he's like mad fucking. He's got a funny mouth. He's a weird squid and he says it weird. It's great, yeah. yeah. Works. So the bunker ambush decides to go ahead. It looks like they're all going to be killed by this elite super squad. Mm-hmm. But all the Ewoks come! Yay! And the Ewoks, at moments, it's like, oh, look at the Ewoks. They threw rocks on those mean stormtroopers. Yeah. Oh, look at the Ewoks. They garroted that stormtrooper, and now they're all surrounding him and hitting him with pointed mm. sticks. Some of it is like funny Home Alone style booby traps. And then there's a, some of it is the kind of Home Alone 2, no, seriously, this is a little bit worrying yeah. kind of <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, the Ewoks aren't there with a talk boy, folks. They're fucking ramming these guys with logs and bricks and yeah. all sorts in between. They are murdering people. <laughs> they are. And, you know, you've got Ewoks versus Empire. It's it's kind of even-handed. Looks like they're probably going to get killed, though. Now that's a film I'd watch. That, I mean, that would Ewoks been... versus Empire. Ewoks versus Empire. Yep. Straight up, you know. Versus Predator. <laughs> Back on the Death Star, mm-hmm. we have a very important line from the Emperor. He tells Luke that his friends are all going to die. Also, now witness the firepower of this Fully operational battle station. Yeah. And he blows up one of the rebel ships. Mm. People weren't happy about that. Scary. And at the same time as well, R2-D2 gets fucking shot. Yeah. He gets one right between the fucking eye. Gets all frazzled. Let's go back to 
Game of Thrones, you were right. They're dropping like flies. This yeah. is season five all over again. <laughs> I was sort of feeling like people were. Was R2D? R2D's not dead, is he? He's on. He gets shot and he goes frazzled. Yeah, he gets. You know, he gets glitched. There's a whole lot of jeopardy here. People are dying left, right, and center. I did. Leia gets shot as well. Yeah, yeah. Does feel like people could just go down at this point because it's well, right. When this came out, was it like this is the final one? Yeah. Yeah, pretty okay. much, yeah. So it does feel legit, like... You would expect that someone would die. Yeah. And you're kind of thinking that someone will die at and this point. And some quite big characters have died. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. They're, 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 they're fast and loose when it comes to killing people, mm. this one. Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker finally start their lightsaber fight to see who's going to win season six of The Apprentice to become The Apprentice. Yeah. And they have a quite an impressive lightsaber fight. It's one of my preferred ones, which is... This time, as opposed to Luke being completely overpowered like he was in Empire, he's holding back because he keeps saying to Darth, you know, oh, I can save you, you're, yeah. you're still good. I love the, the, the difference in between the two movies, that mm-hmm. Luke is now completely this different character. That's nice to see kind of progression yeah. like that. Lovely. Back on the forest moon, Chewie and some Ewoks nick a chicken walker, a.k.a. an ATST, mm. The two-legged variety of the at-ats. The at what did you think of them? I think they're awesome. They're all wonky with their legs. I love it's them. Just, yeah, it's funny when you get robots that walk like real things. Like chickens. Yeah. Particularly chickens. when like the logs get rolled down, the one goes all wonky and his legs go all... And then he falls over and blows up. Chewie is funny. Chewie with a gun, as we said before, is funny. Chewie in a robot. Chewie in a robot going... <laughs> and then closing it over. Is this, It's hilarious. Yeah. Where are you going in that thing, Chewbacca? No. You're going to find your friends. Yeah. They blow up the brunker. It's awesome. Yeah. There's a, a bit between um, Leia and Han at this point, isn't there? Yeah, when Leia, Leia's been shot and like a guy looks like he's about to get the drop on them and yeah. Han puts up his hand and he looks over and sees that Leia's actually got her gun out. It's really cool. Leia. And he does the I love you and she does the I know. Switcheroo. It's What's good, you know what? I must, is it because everyone's in established... Rela- you know, the only people who... Their only relationship in this is like established now and there's mm. no this kind of flirting and wooing. Yeah, that there was a lot less fucking oh Jesus with the writing in this one. And, yeah, oh gee, there was no none yeah. of that weird empire fucking awkward as fuck. No, sexual tension. It's all right. Yeah. right. George Lucas is okay once they're in a relationship. I guess I found that quite cute. The, the it was the backwards thing. Yeah, there was a kind of a genuine. I don't know. It was sweet. It was. I'm sweet. okay with it now. I'm okay with it now. <laughs> we, got, we got there in the end, didn't we? Yeah. 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 Darth steps over the line when he starts talking about Luke's sister. <laughs> And if you don't turn to the dark side, then perhaps your sister will. Your twin sister. And Luke is like, don't you talk about my sister. And he comes out and he's, he goes fucking hell for leather. I love yeah. it. He's like beating the fuck out of him with his lightsaber. He's hitting him so hard that like he's like has to take an E and lean yeah. up against something. I love it. During that first part of that fight, the Emperor, he's sitting on his little chair and they're down the stairs a bit. Yeah. He looks like a sort of umpire doing shitty commentary on the fight it's just yeah it's horrible and like when him. he sees Luke going like going really like off the kilter and yeah. really angry like, he's ah like, now you're about <laughs> you care about your sister your path to pure evil is complete yeah <laughs> you care for your loved ones now you are truly evil <laughs> you bollocks yeah 
Because that's the thing about being the, the Jedi, the light side of the Jedi, is that they very much have to be the pariah on your own some. You can't mm. be like all caring for everyone. You have to care for people very much in a broad strokes David Cameron's big society type of yeah. way. You know, they that's uh, how Darth got seduced to the dark side as well. So mm. it's, it's, it's interesting to see this here. So Darth loses the fight here. He actually loses his hand. Yeah, he's got an arm off. Another great noise, which is when Luke cuts off his hand, Darth goes, <laughs> like a real like it's again like the the guy in the suit being kicked <laughs> in the body is it crusty like oh god yeah does Luke realise that they both got robot hands that's it is it when he sees Darth lying there and, and the Emperor is like yeah you've chopped off your father's hand and Luke look at his hand then Luke looks at his hand then Luke looks I think he like thinks back to Empire where mm. the roles were reversed and straight away yeah the the, the the metal hand that Luke has is meant to kind of remind him of of, of Vader and the fact that Vader is he's more machine now than man mm. so it's a very hard felt moment and Luke throws his lightsaber down says that he will not hurt him he will not go full Heisenberg this episode yeah you have to wait for a later season for that to happen and the Emperor responds with light lightning hands fucking love lightning hands love it why does he have that if you are super badass next level Jedi, lightning. You can make lightning come out. It's a hands. dark side power. Okay. It's something you never really see in the. You only see it in the prequels. It's one of the things the prequels are good at is that they kind of establish a lot more of what the Force actually is, what it actually means to become a Jedi, the mm. differences between good and bad, and like the powers. Like you get certain powers, for instance, if you're all the way good, and right. certain powers if you're all, all the way bad. bad. So yeah. it's. A mark of a pure evil Sith if you can do lightning. Like yeah. it's it's pretty hard. It is quite scary. Yeah, like Vader doesn't do lightning, for instance. You know, no. it's it's a it's a next level mm. upper upper management kind of, you know. Yeah. You know, you get the corporate car, you get the lightning, you yeah. know, you get the keys to the to you're the corporate set. bathroom, yeah. you're set. Vader watches as his son is covered in blue electricity. Now, I could see the you know, the whole Vader stopping this mm-hmm. thing is quite heavily I guess not signposted but you can see it cutting. they're cutting back to him yeah you can see him looking he's more doing guilty. a face he lets his son get really properly fucking hurt before he steps in to do something about it it's, I guess it's to imply that he's really thinking about it not only is he thinking about it but like the whole thing of like he's not just saving his son the whole betraying the emperor is not just even betraying his master it's breaking this it's whole huge. like the Sith thing of there have to be a master and apprentice and him betraying his master is like what? So your yeah. son's got to get really fucked up before you get to the point where you snap and you throw him off a thing. Yeah, I mean, he has to do more than consider it. So yeah. I think it's when he literally sees that Luke is about to die. He's like, right. And maybe he was thinking as well that I think what Vader was hoping for was that the Emperor would be kind of like, now there, there's your lesson. You're going to join us and there'll be all three of us together. Yeah. Full house. Not with happens. Emperor Palpatine. He's now actually killing him. But he's actually going to kill him and he doesn't think he realised that would happen. Yeah. Uh, and as he does, you get the fucking, the triumphant... I remember seeing this in the Sin Man and standing up, like going, because <gasps> it was like so, like this primal emotion yeah. of seeing Darth Vader pick up the Emperor, who's got lightning going everywhere, going, yeah! and then he fucks him down a hole, going, yeah! <laughs> I love that this lightning's still coming out of him. Yeah. It's like he's cut him off mid piss. Yeah. Like he's still pissing, like, <laughs> hang on, look! <laughs> and he saves his son. Yeah! And it's so cool because, like, you know, Vader's a big fucker. He's like seven foot. And the fact that he press slams him and he's been all electrocuted, you see his skeleton and all that. Yeah. And then he's all like, I'm dying, son. I know saying, like, 
saying shiny helmet is funny or whatever, but like early on, he has a very, very polished, yeah, proper polish. Yeah, and it's also, and then like when he's all beaten up, it's a bit dull and dusty <laughs> and dust like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking awesome. I like that about it. So Darth Vader turns face. In the meanwhile, we get a fucking kick-ass star battle. It's probably my favorite one in any Star Wars movie. Just so much shit going on screen mm-hmm. and seeing the big giant super star destroyer get blown up by a kamikaze pilot that then goes into the Death Star. That was cool. Yeah, awesome. It was like watching a giant space station being stabbed with another space station that happened to be pointy. Fucking love that shit, man. Lovely. Lando's mate does a funny laugh. Oh, he's great, isn't he? Nien Mun. (laughs) What's his name? Oh, don't ask me his name because I I pronounce it. It's Nien Mun, I think. I think. Okay. But he goes, ha, ho, 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 ho. Yeah, <laughs> Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I think, I think, could be wrong, yeah. but all the aliens who have all the voices in this, it's just George Lucas hating various ethnic minorities. <laughs> yeah. Going, I, I can make fun of them. I'm worried. Weird approximations. It's only when you're doing the voices on a podcast, you realise, kind of go, oh, if someone just listened to this out of context, it could be sound like I'm, I'm mocking a, <laughs> a certain group of people. <laughs> Darth Vader demasks and then delives. Yeah. He wants yeah, to take yeah. off his mask, look at Luke one more time. He looks proper fucked up, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Looks like a... Uh, big knackered. Big knackered. He looks like a big knackered. <laughs> he looks like a big knackered. Joe, oh. who we watched it with, said that he looked like uh, it was a half-eaten boiled egg. Yeah. Like, like Or like I thought it was like maybe like a pickled egg and that there was a little bite taken off the top and going, oh no, that's not for me. But seeing Vader there, seeing the whole time, scary Vader, who was also scary and badass, is actually this like old, vulnerable old man. Squidgy man. He looks like if you gave him a, like, if you properly poked the centre of his head I'm pretty it sure it wouldn't go back out it wouldn't and like his yeah. eye would probably fall out and oh. his yellow goo would come out of it as well uh, you know yeah. um, it was sad but he's like you were right you were still good yeah. he finds out that he's, you know, he's, he's got a sister he's like you have to tell her da, da, da. it's lovely it's nice yeah. Luke gets off Death Star gets blown up. I didn't... Did I miss Luke getting off and getting away? Literally, like, the thing is falling apart as Lando is blowing up the core. He's Luke to... just chucks him onto a shuttle and you just see him leaving right. the hangar. He's trying to drag Darth onto a ship, isn't he? But yeah. He, just... he stops, takes the mask off, and then you see literally just him pulling up the thing closing. Oh, okay. And then a thing of Luke in the cockpit going, oh, we're leaving now. Okay. But yeah, Lando blows up the centre of the Death Star. Yep. Blows up spectacularly. Mm-hmm. And everyone does a big celebration. Hey! End of the movie. Fireworks and shots of all these different places celebrating. There's a big barbecue at Centre Parks or whatever it is. They're all having fun and dancing. Did you hear the Jar Jar Binks guy when they flew over Naboo? It's one of the Blu-ray ones. You can very vaguely hear someone go, <laughs> Thanks for including that, George. Uh, all the I will say, actually, out of all the ones we've watched on Blu-ray, this is the one that had the least garish. Well, that's not part of this movie. Yeah. Other than the singing scene at the start, but they that had was some extra in. singers in. Yeah, it. yeah. So um, I mean, other than that, though, it actually held up quite well, man, because the the space battle was all done using models and yeah. stuff. It looked you know, quite good. There wasn't any yeah disgusting CGI like that. Didn't need to be there. Darth Vader gets burnt by Luke. Sets yep. his corpse on fire. I now understand the reference in Space. I, I might say you, you understand a lot more of Space yeah. now that you've watched yeah, the original yeah. trilogy. And then, in true fashion, to end this one off nicely, looks over, what does he see? What it's all about? Three ghosts on a shirt. <laughs> Talk about Jedi coming <laughs> home. They're yeah. all there. Luke's there, looking over at Yoda, yeah. Obi-Wan, Hayden Christian's there for some, some reason. Some young bloke, yeah. In the original trilogy... 
Okay, and even in the remakes ones which came out in 99, it was just the actor who you saw taking off the Darth Vader oh, helmet looking normal, yeah. all cleaned up. Because that's assuming that's what he looked like when he was older. Seeing Hayden Christian there, who looks younger than Luke, was... Why? That's the I worst guess- thing about... The worst thing about this Blu-ray, I think, was was that. I, I mean, I, like, I didn't regret watching it on Blu-ray, any of them, really, until that moment. I thought that was just a weird fucking... Is that not supposed to be like, here he is before he was evil, and therefore that's who his ghost is? I guess because you've not seen the prequel trilogy, you can't appreciate how okay. not positive an image Hayden Christian is. Uh. But that's, that's Return of the Jedi! Yeah! I've Do- seen Star Wars now! You've done it! Yeah. Yes! Oh, that was a good noise. That was a good high five. We did it. You've done it. Yeah. You're normal. I'm normal now. Two questions. Number one. I'm going to go to Subway and get a Star Wars get a sandwich. Subway, get that black Star Wars <sighs> burger from Burger King. Two questions. Number one. Okay. Are you excited to see The Force Awakens now? Yeah. More so? Less so? More so. Because yeah. there's loads of like... The main thing about it is that it harkens back a lot to previous movies. Now C-3PO is not dead. So no. I'm hoping he's in The Force Awakens. You, who else? You, who do you want? I'm not telling you, you anything. You refuse to tell me. I'm not telling you. I'm not spoiling it for I you. I know the main... Because it was to spoil for me. Yeah. And I was really unfortunate. And okay. when, after seeing that movie, I was like, you know what? I'm so happy and fucking... You didn't know anything. That I didn't know anything going in. I know the main crew are back in it. So yeah. Leia, Han, mm-hmm. Luke. Yeah. They're in it. Chewie. Yeah. I'm not saying anything more. You're just dead. But you are, I mean, because it harkens back so much to this trilogy, and I think you've seen the trilogy quite recently, and you've Mm. talked about it for a podcast, so I think you're in a good position. Yeah. Because I have to do a lot of kind of, oh, yeah, shit. I I mean, I hadn't seen this movie in like five or six years. Mm. So this was the first time I'd seen it in a long-ass time. So I think you're probably in a good position for that. Do I need to have seen the prequels prequels to appreciate the... Okay. Nah. No, no, no. This is very much uh, for the fans of the trilogy. I feel some weird weight has been lifted off me now. I'm now like You've done a, it. a normal person. I know there's other films, but this feels like the, the big one. And now it's it's done. It's quite an emotional moment. How did Jedi stack up? And then more importantly, how does the original Star Wars trilogy stack up? Very good, I'd say. I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy and be like, this is the best film ever. I you were very so uncritical of it, though. Yeah. There's not much bad stuff. Yeah. In in this in this film. Yeah, I mean we're talking Jedi and okay, right, okay. So maybe the strongest, I think. Or really? At least yeah. the second strongest. This was my favourite. When I was a kid, this one was my favourite. Yeah. Mainly just because it had the most action, the most like weird shit, loads I mean, what I loved about Star Wars was just the universe. I felt this had like a real sense of place and all the different characters you the see. The pacing and the way the story played out was Really good in this, I think. In retrospect, I went back and I said that Empire was my favourite. But honestly, after watching Empire and then watching this, I think I probably still prefer Jedi now. Yeah. You know, I think Empire is just regarded as being the best one. Mm. But Jedi is probably this is really good. Was yeah. it? Would you? Where would it rank? In, where would you rank the three then? What's your most favourite, second favourite, third favourite of the three Star Wars? See, to me, the the last two kind of have slightly blurred into each other. A yeah. bit in my mind. So now I kind of want to put this up there, and then I'm not sure about where the other two. In yeah, well, you're saying Jedi's on top for you at the moment. Yeah, that's very interesting. I think so. That's good. Yeah, yeah. the Ewoks didn't ruin it for you because people think that the Ewoks ruined the movie. Really? Yeah. No, they were fun. I think so. I never really fun. I mean, there's Jar Jar Binks and there's the Ewoks. You know, and the Ewoks so. weren't annoying. No, they were Do like people really think they people they all, people hate the fact that the Ewoks killed you know Imperials and stuff like that. And, yeah, you know, that's great. I think it was cool. Yeah, I love it. 
It's a fucking movie. Jesus Christ. It's like. a little bear save the day. Why are you upset about that? Why people? do you have to rain on the little teddy bear's picnic? You're in for a big fucking <laughs> surprise, mate. Let me tell you something right now. Yeah. No, I, I thought that was fun. That was one of my favourite. I, I like the Ewoks. I really enjoyed that. That's good. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Trilogy as a whole, then. Did it live up to the hype? Um, yeah, I think so. It didn't are, are necessarily you su- massively exceed it or anything. Are you surprised that you like? Because I'm surprised you liked it. If I'm honest, because I didn't, mm. I thought that Star Wars would be it's a very Star Wars is very easy because it's kind of silly. Yeah, it's very easy to fold your arms and go. Ah. You know, yeah. it's, it's easy to hate this. No, movie I, I definitely understand why it's such a big deal. Mm. I don't think I'm coming out of this as like a Star Wars fan, but that's I, not to say I don't like Star Wars. Yeah, I've now seen Star Wars. I liked Star Wars. And I think for now that's probably as far as it goes. You're not going to be. You know, finding out you're getting your well, figures and extended universe and shit like no, that. No, no, but I think you, like if there's you know a t-shirt with Han on it, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of a better Han time. and eggs. But like I, I, I think I could feel justified enjoying some of the pop culture things. So you feel like you're part of that. Yeah, yeah, you can, and I can yeah. get away with it and not feel inherent guilt. Overall, was it different to what you thought it would be compared to you know, how people hyped it up and all that? Because um, I always find that it's a lot more straightforward, I think, than people might yeah. think. People, I think, might assume that like Lord of the Rings or even Star Trek is very complex, it's very dense. Star no, Wars, you could sit down and I think you can explain the plot of the three movies in like ten minutes yeah. no, and th- not I, lose out. I think Star Wars, the thing that, if you haven't seen it, you'll th- because of the way people who are fans of it talk about it, yeah. They make it sound a lot more complex and You can pull and... back that layer and you oh, can yeah, you start can. going you in. You can start yeah. delving in and going into all the expanded stuff. And going into all the, the chim- chimichidus, <laughs> you know, all in there. You can find a lot of stuff in it, but if you just want to watch it on the surface as what it is, mm. it's very quite easy to understand and yeah. enjoyable and fun. Absolutely. But I think that might be why it's kind of alienating to people who haven't seen it. Because I guess so, yeah. Because about it is a bit... It does feel like like a long. I mean, it's still. I mean, it's still three movies, and they ain't short movies. No, so I guess that kind of advantage into it. So, if you were to hazard a star wipe rating then for this film, what would it be? Four. Over it is. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin. It was edited by me, Sam, and the music was also by me. You can vote for our upcoming episodes over at facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, that's at cinemaswirl. And if you have any questions, queries, comments, or anything else you want to send to us, send it to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to us on whichever podcast thing you use, and hey, if you like the show, leave a rating, why not? Thanks again for listening. Bye. Sometimes it happens in cinema swirl, uh, particularly for me. If I've seen a movie a number of times, that this que- you know, question might be in the back of my head when I'm watching it with you know with fresh eyes, and I'm thinking that you know tonight when I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
The face. <laughs> the fucking face you did there. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. 